while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. To the show. This is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Yeah, good evening. How are you doing, Marcus? Good. How are you? You're doing all right? Well, hanging in there. Well, I want to thank uh, Ian Abu for coming on the, on the radio station. And I know uh, Barry talked to Brian Gomes. But uh, this is uh, public safety as uh, needs immediate. This is an issue that needs immediate action. And uh, one one of the things that could be done is to implement a, a to all the nonprofit organizations a public safety annual fee that will help to pay for the cost of uh, police, fire, and EMS. Uh, I think that's something that should be seriously looked at by the mayor and the city council. To be paid we, to be paid by whom? The non nonprofit organizations should pay a a uh, public safety annual fee to help yeah. to pay for uh, police, fire, and EMS. Yeah, I don't know if they can do that. Uh, I guess mm, uh, like a payment well, in lieu of taxes type thing? Uh, it's an, uh, well, it's a fee, yeah. a minimal fee to help to uh, pay the cost. I mean, the, the, the problem, because the problem is now is, you know, they're at a standstill with Mayor Mitchell and the and the city government. Basically, is at a standstill with the police union on the terms of their contract. Now, what, right. do you know exactly what the terms are? Has that made been made not public? not really? It's you know things that are under you know things that are being collectively bargained for. I don't well, think there's a heck of a lot of details that are being released. Um, you know, Ian, you know, you heard Ian say uh, earlier in the show that if they're talking about collective bargaining issues, they may in fact have to go to into executive session, um, so that you know, so that meaning meaning executive session is when you make a public meeting essentially private for a time when discussing a particular topic. So, because when it comes to public servants uh, and. Uh, public employees, uh, that should be public knowledge because, let's face it, uh, the taxpayer uh, is the, the boss. Well, once, the, once, the, once the contract comes out, that'll be public knowledge for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, this thing with uh, we need solutions and, uh, and a minimal uh, fee, public safety fee, will help uh, alleviate some of the cost because we can't be – I mean, I heard uh, – on your radio station, uh, Phil Devitt say that uh, the city's lost uh, forty to fifty mm-hmm. uh, police officers off the police force. Yeah, and under twenty dollars, twenty-one dollars. I thought it was twenty-one dollars, but it's actually worse. Mm-hmm. It's twenty dollars and change. 
Yeah, it's a job that's highly dangerous. Uh, putting uh, you know one's life and limb on the line. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I mean, that's a slap in the face as far as I'm concerned. It's difficult. And I don't know how much is a, a firefighter get paid an hour on entry level. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh. But um. There's some definitely someone who's listening who knows uh, and hopefully can tell me, but. Um, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it is. It's a difficult. Uh, it, it is difficult, especially, you know, with you know all the you know just the 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 general discussions going on with policing and all that. You feel like you're probably putting yourself in a very precarious situation for not as much compensation compensation as you probably deserve. So I, I agree. Well, well, the other thing too is you know if a police officer. And, you know, let's face it, not everybody's honest. And they come out with a complaint against a police officer. Uh, and they get uh, suspended for a while. And uh, they can uh, also get sued. I mean, uh, seriously, I mean, uh, who, who would, in their right mind today, would want to be a police well, officer? I, I mean, not uh, well compensated I, and, and, I suppose. and reasonable protection. Yeah, I mean, anybody could do their job and, and screw up and get sued, but I, I, I do agree. Yeah, there is, you know, just the heightened scrutiny, and, and you might be in a position where you're like, yeah, you know what, what's what's the point um, of, you know, what's the point? And and I think that's a, I think that's a reasonable position. I think that's a reasonable conclusion to come to. Um, uh, there probably has to be a lot done just culturally and, and you know, fiscally uh, to make the job more appealing for officers. And one last thing, uh, Marcus, you know, some of these towns, they don't have as many police officers, so they, they're they able to pay them some more mm-hmm. an hour because they don't have as a big police department like the city. Uh, yeah. You know, the city requires more manpower, uh, and so that, you know, they're able to pay them more. But um, seriously, we need to look at some kind of an annual fee and, you know, uh, and see what we can do uh, for everyone to, you know, chip in. Because let's face it, because we, there's also, unfortunately, a shortage of paramedics. Uh, so I think we're in crisis mode in this city, and we need to act on this quickly because this can get worse. And uh, that's my concern. I'm really concerned about it. And I'm pretty sure many others who've been living here many, many years are also concerned about it. No, I agree. And uh, I think there's a lot of, you know... The, all options have to be on the table. So, all right. Thank you, Marcus. I for appreciate the call. call and of uh, have a happy Valentine's Day. Uh, if you, you and your significant other, if you have one, I appreciate it. Thank you very oh. much. Um, uh, we got a, we got some calls on land. Let's get to them. Good evening, Marcus. It's your favorite Fairhaven uh, listener. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, you- um, I just followed up. I watched the the video that the superintendent put on YouTube. Uh-huh. Or it was on the Fairhaven, the Fairhaven um, YouTube web, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> the Fairhaven YouTube TV account. Mm-hmm. Is that is that seven point two million dollar upgrade for the filtration system? Is that coming out of the taxpayers' pocket? Uh, so it is. Um, some of it is coming from the state. I mean, yeah, in, in a way, it's all coming out of the taxpayers' pocket, right? Uh, I believe yeah. my, my understanding is some of it is coming from the state, uh, and some of it is um, like I, I know we got some uh, ARPA funding. That some of it is um, uh, capital, um, you know, part of the capital improvement plan. So it's it's borrow it's borrowing. Yeah, I, I know. I, I heard him. I heard him say. 
pot of Mattapoise that's going to be paying and pot of Rochester too. Yeah, because it's we, have, we, we all use the we all use the same we all use the same water supply. So yeah, um, we're, we're taking a brunt of that. I mean, it's, it's I think he I don't I don't know the exact figures. I, I can't really recall because I watched yeah. it this morning. But it's we're it's taking a, like three quarters of that cost. Yeah, it's it's the thing is is the situation's like totally untenable. I remember one of the meetings we were sitting like in terms of like the way our filtration system works now, um, it can't really continue. Like we have to upgrade it, and so we were talking about we were talking about it in one of our meetings. Like, uh, hopefully, you know, we we're hoping town meeting approved the upgrade, which they did. Um, we we're like, yeah, we hope town meeting uh, approves uh, the upgrade, and then they, you know, we were talking, what if what if Marion Mattapoise at Rochester because we all use the Mattapoise at River, right? Yeah, um, right what right, if what if they don't approve it and and the superintendent was like no 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 that's not an option you know we need to you know we need to move forward with a better um filtration system it's something that's been going on for a while you guys remember the boil water order because the water came yeah because it came from it it, it wasn't just us it was everybody right it was everybody in the in the in the metapoys at river valley so it has to it it's something that yeah it's going to come out of the it's it's going to take taxpayer money uh my understanding is i believe some of it's coming from the commonwealth and some of it is going to be borrowed um but uh but ultimately it's it's you know it's something that we you know we have to do we don't you need clean drinking water so we have to move forward with that yeah um and to to comment on the the police i mean it's it's a shame that these city councilors are getting a, you know, that they, they had, they had, well, they're in the process of getting a raise, you know, and then um, going through with that. And it's like, you know, and they can't fund the police, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They can't, they that money towards the police department, the EMTs, the firefighters and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's, that's been an ongoing issue now in the city for, for years. And they just, they're just figuring it out now, you know? Yeah, they, they, you know, there's nothing the council can do right now in terms of the compensation because the union has the right to collectively bargain and the mayor, the mayor's office, it's the, it's basically the, you know, Mitchell, um, and the city government and the, you know, solicitor's office basically and the unions. So they have to hash that out themselves. Mitchell's had some ideas about that, like, um, you know, uh, the section 21 to 23 thing, uh, you know, but that that got um the city council shot that down i think rightfully down, yeah. yeah so um yeah it's, it's it's difficult yeah it is yeah all right thanks marcus yeah of course thanks for the call appreciate it 508-996-0500 let's go back to the phones good evening yeah marcus i want to bring it up really quick and you can, you're probably going to disagree with me on this but I think the majority of um, New Bedford City Council is another clown squad. <laughs> oh, yeah, like why is that? Washington. I what? just think they're un- unfair. A lot of them have been in there for years. We've had a mayor in there too long. A lot of people don't like him. Some people like him, but a lot of people don't like him. And they could time for him to go. He's uh, been I, in I, I there longer than any other mayor. I mean, it's sickening. Um, I, I don't, I think if a lot of people wanted Mitchell to go, he would have gone. Um, but, uh, I think he's, I, he's, you know, he's, he's pretty well liked, honestly. Like I said, I've said this before. I've seen, I've seen good poll. I've seen good. I, a few years back, I saw good polling data on, uh, who's popular and who's not in the city of New Bedford. Mitchell, like, you know, you hear a lot of people say this and that. Mitchell's pretty popular um, in terms of of city residents. Uh, now, I, yeah, you know, that but was he's that had was no competition. Every time he's ran, he's had no strong competition. 
Who's the strongest candidate, Cabral? You knew Cabral didn't want that job. He's buddies with John Mitchell. No, meaning Cabral wanted that job. John Mitchell in there. What do you mean Cabral wanted that job? That was a close. That was a close race. That was. That, yeah, that was he but, wanted that job. But, but, but I'm telling you, him and Cabral are buddies. Cabral had a, has a better job than mayor of New Bedford. Well, uh, I, it depends. I think on you know. I I think if somebody. Um, somebody formidable ran against John Mitchell. You could see another Hodgkinson scenario. That's, that's an imaginary candidate, though, right? Isn't it? Like that's you, you never know when they're going to pop up. That's the thing. Right now, the presidential race—they're all clowns. But you don't know who's going to come out of the woodwork. So, who don't you like on the council? Um, I just—I I don't like them all. I don't even pay attention to them. And Linda Morad really turns my stomach. <laughs> oh, yeah? And she's a Republican. I mean, I'm an independent. I hate both parties, but and that goes for Washington, too. But Linda Morad, that attitude on that lady. And then um, G.S. Maria G.S. seems like a nice lady. But, she is. Um, she has no clue. What's going on around the city? Oh, I, like, try to stop the kids on the dirt bikes. Maria, it's not going to work the way you're saying. It's not an easy thing because even if you catch them, there's going to be more kids out there on bikes. I don't think that's fair. I, I don't think it's fair to say Maria doesn't know what's going on. I, I think she I think she does a good job. I, I like Maria. I know, I know she owns a firearm, so I support her there. <laughs> <laughs> but... All right, you have a good night, Marcus. You, you as well, thanks. Yeah, the, the, that um, that issue will come. That issue is going to come back the the biker issue. But no, I I think Maria's. I, I like Maria. I think she does a good job. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, in terms of Mitchell, yeah, I, I you know. People have been saying that. Well, I think somebody, you know, when it, like someone running against Mitchell and and like. I guess like a phantom candidate could come out of like you know everybody anybody that's like a oh this person's going to be really going to come up, come out and challenge him like that person's imaginary um you know like if I mean if you could think of somebody you know let me know but um I think the like you got the power of incumbency the fundraising and I'm telling you you know, you may think, oh, it's been there for so long, you know, people must be sick of him. That's not necessarily an attitude that everybody has. Um, Hodgson, you know, you're talking about Hodgson, that's a completely different race. You know, that was a completely different election, I think. And um, I, I just don't see a, I just, it's difficult to imagine a scenario in which John Mitchell loses a reelection bid if he, if he, if he decides to, 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 um, to run but um going back to the going back to the issue i mean one of the things that i know mitchell tried to propose and i don't think it's a good thing i'm against this but um is uh this basically it's called like section 21 to section 23 of the health care of this uh of this law regarding like uh negotiating a health care negotiating union contracts with public unions um, basically what happens is the, if it's invoked, the section one of 2021 20, and 23 of state law, if it's invoked, it goes to, 
a arbiter and that arbiter basically decides the outcome of the case and I think the point of contention from most of the counselors were that it takes away the union's ability to collectively bargain so it's not something that they wanted to do it's not something they wanted to explore but it has been a while but that's the one of the hang-ups here is that you can't you can't negotiate i mean the city council can't say okay we got to pay cops more or we got to pay you know we got to do this because they're the terms of the employment of the union's employment is collectively bargained for unlike and that's why the unit c employees that's why the city council had um had uh that's why the city council had um uh had to raise the unit C employees because they weren't unionized. The other, a lot of the other, like AFSCME and, and the police union uh, and the fire union and the teachers, that's with the school department, but they're all unionized. So they all collectively bargain for their own, um, for their own um, uh, contract. All right. Hey, listen, I got to take this quick break. I'll be right back. New Bedford's news talk station uh, in New Bedford. We've been talking about it. We've gotten uh, we had Ian Abreu join us at the top of the hour. That podcast should be up pretty soon. Um, we're taking your calls and your app chat messages. A lot of people have been interested in this topic here um, on South Coast tonight, um, including uh, Ward Three candidate Sean Oliver uh, message me. And of course, if um, you know Miss Amaral, Carmen Amaral is, is listening, she's welcome to chime in on the conversation as well. But uh, Sean, uh, Sean sent a uh, message. Um, Law enforcement at times is a thankless, thankless job. Trust me, I know firsthand. Uh, I know firsthand as I work in one of the most thankless forms of it. Uh, Sean is a um, Sean is a corrections officer in Walpole. So long gone are the days of children growing up and dreaming to become a police officer. Aside from a sense of duty or sense of pride, the most important aspect is a sense of community. We need to foster an environment where police, where uh, in New Bedford, where people want to serve. It may look as if as if other municipalities are poaching our officers, or it is our city uh, and community is truly not stepping up and having our police officers back with pay, service, uh, uh, or basic human kindness. If our officers are taken care of, they they wouldn't go elsewhere. We need the community to come together and really stand behind our men and women. That was from Sean Oliver, the Ward Three candidate. And if, um, and if. Uh, and if if um again if if uh if you know if Carmen Amaral wants to chime in the conversation, she's welcome to just um you know i'll take a I'll take a message from a candidate if they're going to message in by the way next week february twenty second the ward three city council debate will be here on south coast tonight at seven p m so hope hopefully you guys can tune into that but yeah um in terms of compensation that's really an issue between the union and mayor mitchell right so the union and Mayor Mitchell have been at loggerheads uh, for about 18 months, which, of course, is awful. Um, so there definitely needs to be a conversation around that. That's definitely one of the reasons that um, that there is a staffing shortage is that they can't at, at, at this juncture, uh, you know, there's they can't at this juncture agree on the terms and conditions of their employment by and large. So, so that's one of the, you know, 
it's definitely something that needs to be considered. Um, yeah, in terms of, uh, it, it definitely can be, it, it, it can be a difficult profession to get into at this time. I mean, you know, like, part of it is, like I said before, um, you know, with Tyree Nichols, George Floyd, you know, look at Philando Castile, there's a, there's a bunch I can name, Breonna Taylor, right? You look at those situations, like everybody says Tyree Nichols and George Floyd was wrong, right? Um, and those guys should be prosecuted, and they were prosecuted, but Breonna Taylor, you know, Breonna Taylor, the cops got, uh, the cops in the Breonna Taylor case got, the only criminal charge was because someone shot through the wall, <laughs> shot through the walls. So they're just like, frankly, like, yes, most cops are doing, a, you know, a good job. They're trying to do their best um, and are generally good people. And, you know, of course, you're going to have your Derek Chauvin's and all that. But um, you look at a case like Breonna T- Taylor, that's a different situation, right, where you didn't have the law enforcement community lining up to say those guys did a wrong did uh, those guys were wrong you know they executed a junk warrant and someone died because of it right that's the stuff that i think there probably needs to be more accountability with in terms of everybody looking at the public scrutiny because i had gotten that message from somebody saying oh it's you know the woke mob's fault or something like that it's like no i mean there's just you know you you see these incidents happen and those incidents necessarily start a conversation and, like, it may make a lot of people uncomfortable, but it's still a conversation needs to be had. So accountability is important, I think, in those in those conversations about, about policing. But by and large, I think the biggest issue with New Bedford in terms of the staffing, I don't think it's necessarily George Floyd or, 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 or Tyree Nichols and the, and the fallout from that. I think a lot of it has to do with the pay, right? Uh, I know Totten... For some reason, this is more anecdotal than anything, but I believe there has been, I believe there has been some stuff written on it, maybe in Standard Times or something. But Totten has definitely done a pretty good job at poaching police officers. I'm pretty sure that they have uh, poached um, a, a good number of police officers from not just not just New Bedford, but. I think from uh, from other towns, uh, from other towns as well. Um, maybe whatever for for one reason or another, the compensation package they're able to put together is better. Some of it is, you know, like it's probably you know, Taunton's a smaller city, probably about like sixty thousand people in Taunton versus a hundred thousand in New Bedford. Might be a little bit less active, right? That might be another attractive part of the job. Um, I imagine if you're a police officer in New Bedford. Uh, or Fall River versus the other cities in Bristol County, uh, you're probably a bit more active in general. It's probably a lot more action. Although there's more action than you think in a lot of these towns too. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Definitely interested to see how that conversation unfolds with the, um, with the, uh, with the city council meeting next week having a hearing. Um, I think all that's good, but I really think it starts with getting a contract ratified, right? Getting a, getting a collective bargaining agreement ratified and that collective bargaining agreement having improvements in compensation, right? I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that 
would probably go a long way into ameliorating this particular issue with the shortages. I mean, it's an untenable situation because you got to figure right now, if things stay the way they are, right, and they lose, they've lost 50-some-odd officers, um, they're not going to get any more. They're only going to, like, it's not going to, it's only going to decrease. Like, yeah, they're they're putting new people through the academy and all that, but they'll probably still be a net decrease, which means the issues that of, you know, officers having to be forced, which, by the way, I mean, you know, being short on staff is, is one thing, too. But when you're overworking people, that definitely has an effect on the service you're able to provide, right? You know, they're going to do their best, obviously. But if you're doing 24-hour, 48-hour shifts, you, you're not going to be 100%, right? You're not going to be able to deliver your best service. And that's obviously going to impact. And they know that, too. The officers know that, too. That's obviously going to impact the job you're able to do because everybody's human. You need rest, right? So if you're doing 24-hour, 48-hour shifts or whatever, if you're doing these consecutive shifts, then that's, of course, going to impact the, 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 the delivery of services. So it is very much like in every aspect of public safety issue. Um, so um, I think the residency requirement is something that probably, that definitely has to change. I, I think 10 years of, just think of where you were 10 years ago, right? 10 years ago, for me, I was a second year law student, right? I was a second year law student. I was a year removed from graduating from college. I was 23... 10 years ago, I was 23 years old, right? Your life can change a lot in 10 years. <laughs> it can change quite a bit in 10 years. So to hire somebody and then say, you have a decade-long commitment to live within these borders, I don't think is tenable for a lot of people. I don't think you can do that. I, I got to say, you know, it might be an issue with the unit C employees. I imagine it's going to be that that residency requirement that they passed a, a couple of years ago that reduced your salary was not a great idea. This is even worse. If you have to be hired for ten years, I mean, if you have to if you have to live for ten years in the city, that's going to be a deterrent from people from going there in the first place. They're going to say I got to commit to living here for ten years before I can move out. If I want to stay with this department, just the principle of it, there might be people that end up staying there 10 years, right? There might be people that end up staying there 10 years. Maybe they like their house. They got a nice house somewhere. They move around in the city. They like to live in the city. But what's, let's say for one reason or another, they want to move to Freetown, Fairhaven, Dartmouth, right? Westport. They should be able to do, they should be able to do that. It shouldn't be a requirement to, to hold somebody within the boundaries of your city resident resident of uh, as far as residency goes for 10 years. I don't think there's a single, I'd be, I'd be shocked if there was a single police department in the, like in the Commonwealth that had that requirement. And frankly, New Bedford in general, just being a city of a hundred thousand people just doesn't have the talent pool for that. You know, when I hire people in Fairhaven on the board of public works, we got people that don't live. We got a lot of people that don't live in Fairhaven, right? Because we have to, 
You know, we, we, we wouldn't be able to staff the people we need to staff if we required them to be in Fairhaven for literally any amount of time, let alone 10 years, because people like where they live and they don't necessarily want to say, oh, I'm going to move here and, and live here for a decade. So we've got a lot of people and people in very important positions in the town that do not live in the town. And that's fine as long as they show up and they do the job. That's all that really matters. 508-996-0500. I'm gonna, I see some calls on the line. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. Make it inter- One's on the left, left, the other on the right. right. But they're both ready to call it right down the middle. More of Marcus and Chris on South Coast tonight here on WBSM. Hey, welcome back. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Okay, Marcus. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. All right, Marcus. As far as I know, the city of Boston has that 10-year thing. Mayor Menino put it in. A little bit different. Ago. Well, how is it different? It's a much bigger city. It's like yeah, well, 600,000 people. Yeah, they got more money to people. pay people. I understand. Yeah, it's... You said you didn't know of anybody in this Commonwealth that had that. Okay. The city of Boston has that. That's Okay, okay. that's fair. Okay. Thank you. And, uh, you know, again, a police officer, I wouldn't want their job, very difficult job to get anybody, especially today, because you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. But, again, the problem with their negotiations is that the mayor and past mayors have tried to go after their medical plan, and they don't want to have that go. And I think the mayor would probably trade that off to try to give them a little bit better um, uh, detail money when they go out on, on detail. That's I think that's the, that's the hookup there. That's a the tough city sell. council won't go for that because they're getting the medical program too. It's a tough sell, um, you know, especially with a job like a police officer. You know, even firefighters have the same issue. It's like you're going out of a job where you're, you know, you're putting your, your body at risk, you know, every day, no matter no what. Question, but there's, so I, it's, it's, will, it's tough to say let's take away your health care. I will tell you there's nobody that's got 75, 25. Mayor Kalis got accosted going to uh, a Century House, or maybe it was Gordon's Pavilion. That was there. very bad. Yeah, and that that was the issue. The issue yes. was he wanted to tap that medical plan, mm-hmm. okay, which I think originated just about that time. So, you know, I, I, Mayor Mitchell, I'm not his fan all the time, but I think on this one he's got a point that, yeah. hey, look, if you want to get some, you've got to give some. And, yes, it's a dangerous job. And, yes, I can see a veteran police officer in, in New Bedford not wanting to uh, work in New Bedford anymore and go to one of the towns where it's not as uh, difficult. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean that uh, the union president um, Evan Bielski said that they lost a 17-year veteran in the department to Lakeville. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm getting older. I'm not as fast yeah. as I used to be. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't have to deal with the problems in Lakeville that of he might have not. to deal in New Bedford. Next thing I want to ask though is, are you telling me that a veteran police officer, when he goes out and he does his detail? Uh, for the city, okay, is only getting twenty one dollars an hour. Well, the, the, what Ian said was twenty one to twenty uh, uh, twenty and change to start. To start, okay, that's, that's an important that's point a base, to make. That's a and that's a base. It's a it's a base salary. Yeah, there's there's definitely money for details. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, for I'm sure. not talking about details, private details. I'm talking about when they go do their. Yeah. Their everyday job, okay? Yeah. I don't believe that a veteran police officer is making $21 an hour. No, no, they said to start. Yeah, yeah said I, to okay, start. I'll, yeah. that's clarified, okay? Mm-hmm. Again, uh, God bless them. I wouldn't want their job, especially in this city, the way the city has become. Uh, the other thing, though, too, I don't like is the idea of, yeah, police officers living, living out of the town, even after the 10 years. 
It's like you have an invading force that comes in here after. Okay? <laughs> they don't know the people of the city. They knew them 10 years ago. They don't know them now. Yeah. Uh, I know when I was growing up, a lot of the police officers lived in the city. And if I got into a problem, I know a police officer that told me one time, hey, and he called me my father's nickname, you better get going before you know, I, I, I do something sure. to you. I just mentioning my father's name or something. So when they live in the city, yeah, they get a little bit more contact, and it's not like an invading force from Fairhaven or Westport or Dartmouth or wherever they choose to live. And I understand, yeah, their families feel safer there and everything, but hey, you know, as well, they say the Godfather, just... it's the business you've chosen. I guess. I mean, like I said, when I hire people here in Fairhaven, it's, it's, it's like if we were to have that requirement, we would be able to staff the BPW over here, let alone the other departments that we have in, throughout the town. Yes, it's but I can just, tell you, your town years ago, before probably you were still in high school, um, was looking into the possibility of having everybody who worked in the town have residence in the town. Okay? Yeah. And that was a long time ago, but yeah, and... We would we would not have the talent that we have over at at our department if we were if we were held to that stricture. We would be very we'd be in dire straits. Well, I know I, well, I, I you know, can understand you. Think, you, you think go about, out, you well, go just out. think about positions you need in town. Like we, had, you know, like uh, you know, if you have a town engineer, like just there's just so, so many specific things that well, you what need. What percentage in, of people do you have that don't live in the town? I don't know what percentage. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Some of them do, some of them don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we we I have think people. If I had a choice at this time, in this period. And if I had a choice of living in New Bedford or living in the town like Fairhaven or Dartmouth that I work in, I'd go there. How many retirees have left New Bedford and they and they go to and after they retire and they've done a good job for the city and they go live in Dartmouth or they go yeah. live in Westport? You know, well, I don't think anybody should live in Dartmouth. Well, well, no, 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 I went to staying, so nobody should live in Dartmouth. Is they've made no, their saying. money here. You know, yeah. uh, like the guy says, "Love where you uh, love where you live." You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and again, love where you work. You know, yeah. you made your money here, now you take it over to Dartmouth and add it to the, their tax thing, you know, when you're retired. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to get away from the city. You know, the city isn't what it used to be, you know. And uh, so there's another argument to that. And I'm not, I'm not putting down the, the police officers. They have a very difficult job. I wouldn't want to have even done it in my young days, you know. And, uh, and again, today, they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. You arrest mm-hmm. them. What do you arrest them for? You didn't arrest them. Why didn't you arrest them? I understand all of that. But... Uh, there's going to be a little give and take. And, uh, you know, I think in negotiation, the mayor is looking at that medical plan that the teachers have, that the firemen have, that the city councilors have, and saying, hey, uh, maybe uh, 65, 35? And yeah. they're going, no! And you're going to give us more money, too. I, I, you see, like, I'm not privy to the... My understanding is, you know, from what I've That's heard over over the years, is that the the officers are making concessions, but like I, I don't know what's going on I in those think negotiations. That's a major concession because that's been an issue since the late Freddie Kalis was right. mayor, and uh, you know you can't have it all. You know, <laughs> you want an increase in pay, and you want to keep the and then the city council is voting against that. Why are they voting against that? Well, mm-hmm. because uh, they're getting the seventy five uh, twenty five. <laughs> right. You know, hey. And it's nice to be nice, and then and, and, well, let's let them out with a bang. We'll give them $25,000. I, I, I would say the average salary of people in New Bedford who live in New Bedford isn't $25,000. Yeah, no. Nah, hmm. Average, I bet it's around there. Well, you, you, so you, you 29, somebody, I would guess. You gave somebody for a, for a, for a retirement, uh, somebody's yearly, yearly pay. You gave them a retirement boost. You know, it, it, you know hey. Uh, again, what you're having here in New Bedford is you're having serfs and, and, and nobles, okay? And the nobles get everything and the serfs get nothing, you know? 
And uh, I, I can see why if people were paying attention in the city and if they remember in November, which they probably won't, that some of this stuff would, you know, shake a few cages. You know, it's just, oh, what can you say? I don't have to worry about it. I'm an old guy. I won't be around long. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't have to. It's, that's, that's you that's going to have to worry about it. It's true. You know? yeah. but, but again, you know, uh, uh, well, let me ask you a question. You sure. work in, in Fairhaven? You get medical through the town? No. I no. wish. That'd be great. I have to run for select I have to run for select board a, to get medical. Well, you don't have it like the New Bedford people that uh, No. And you know what Fairhaven's medical uh the, the, the payments that they have to make on their medical plan the, the town employees is pretty ridiculous to be well, honest with you. You know, I, I, I so you got a family, it, it's like a thousand bucks a month. That's, yeah, but I heard it was 12. like uh like uh, as far as the proportion I think it was like uh, 55, uh, maybe uh, 52, 48%. The town pays 52 and uh, you pay 48. I know that if you've got like a family and stuff, you're on like a family plan, you can just basically count on 12 grand being taken right off the top of your salary yeah, yeah. For, for health insurance. But hey, listen, I got to take this break. Okay, if you want to call back at 9 o'clock. Thank you for me put in my two cents. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. Um, so, uh, I got a, someone said, uh, someone, an app chat messenger asked me why I said nobody should live in Dartmouth. I was just a joke. I went to staying. I live in Fairhaven. So it was like a, just a joke. I, I'm, I was, I wasn't serious. You can live in Dartmouth if you want. My, my, uh, my dad grew up in Dartmouth and I turned out okay. So I got to take a break. Um, talk to you guys in the nine o'clock hour, nearing the end of the eight o'clock hour here. Um, and uh, give me a call. Open phone lines. We can discuss whatever you want. We could keep on this topic if you want. I think it's important. But we can discuss other things. There's some other stuff going on that I think is important. And I think maybe you'll think.